Welcome back to Winning Within, the world's number one self-development podcast. This is your host, Orlando Avalon, the lover, philosophy, and the fuck buddy of wisdom. Today I'm going to be talking about probably a few things, but what I'm going to start with is the people that trigger you, the people that you find difficult, challenging, and triggering. I got a squeaky chair, by the way. I'm going to get a new chair at some point. Sounds like I'm farting on the microphone here. But I'm not. It's the chair. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the, the people that you, that you find challenging to interact with, people you maybe dislike, and how much of a gift those people can be for you if you choose to look at the situation in a certain way. Because I would say that the common view the common way to look at this situation is, ah, oh, fuck, there's that person again. I gotta talk to that person, and I don't like talking to that person. Like, they're annoying, and they're... Yeah. And with that kind of attitude, you're probably not gonna benefit much from from this interaction, but I'm telling you that you could benefit a lot if you chose you decided to recognize the value, the potential value of this interaction. And I've had this before in the past, that there were people, and I say in the past as if I've, uh, as if I no longer do this, which isn't true, I still do this, but I've improved upon it. But in the, in the past, I wasn't really, basically when there was someone that I didn't like, uh, that I didn't really get along with, I, it would just be annoying, I'd be like, fuck's sake, i got to speak to this person again, and now I, I see that I was, during that time, I was sort of wasting uh, the potential value, I, I wasn't reaping the benefits of, uh, that I could have, of that interaction, different way to look at it is this person is triggering to me this person uh, I don't enjoy spending time with and this is your life you have agency over your life you are sovereign whether you recognize it or not you have the power to decide what you want your life to look like and with that you don't necessarily need to spend time with people you, you don't like spending time with. And I would say that's a part of self-love too, is to say no to people that you don't want to spend time with. Not to say yes because you're afraid of hurting their feelings because that's a, a silly way to make decisions, to compromise yourself, to dishonor yourself so as to not hurt someone's feelings doesn't help anyone doesn't help you doesn't help that person but anyway 
So you have power over your life to, to choose what you want your life to look like. And with that comes the decision to say, yes, I want to hang out with this person. I really enjoy hanging out with this person. And then if I'm honest, I don't feel like hanging out with this person. Not because they're less than, not because I'm better than them, but because I don't really feel, I don't really feel it with this person, you know? Like we're all, at the end of the day, we're all energy beings. And certain energy resonates with certain other energy. And when you resonate with someone, you feel it. You're like, damn, it feels so good to, to be around this person. Like, it just feels like good, you know? And I've experienced this in the past where I've met someone. I remember I was at a conference and this guy sat down next to me and we just start talking and we just fucking clicked within like six seconds, within two seconds, we just clicked. And it was as if we'd been good friends for years, the, the way that we were speaking with each other, the way we were kind of in the flow of the conversation and connected is like, damn, like we're like on the same frequency. It's as if, yeah. And with certain people, you don't feel that. With certain people, you feel sort of repelled. That Like, the, the energy doesn't match. And so it's okay to not want to hang out with that person. Even if it means that that person will have their feelings hurt. Because in life, you're... You're going to experience some unpleasant emotions. You're going to get your feelings hurt sometimes. And it doesn't make sense to bubble wrap life just so that just so that we don't ever get a bruise, you know. Better to become strong so that we can handle the bruises rather than make everything soft and then become soft ourselves in the process. So I'm going a little bit on a tangent here, but I love them. I love these tangents. <laughs> but let's let's bring it back to the value that these people that trigger you, these people that you dislike, that you don't enjoy spending time with. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't like to say that you have to because you never have to do anything. But let's say... Uh, it's someone in your class at school, right? And, and it's someone you don't like. Someone in your class at university, someone at work, whatever. That you don't really enjoy spending time with. Someone who triggers you a little. What if you reframed the situation? and saw this person as your greatest source of potential growth. What if you went into school, university, or your work thinking, I cannot wait to see Michael. Sorry to any Michaels for using your name <laughs> as an example, but it had to be someone 
had to be a certain name. Maybe that means there's a Michael I don't like. I don't even know any Michaels except for Michael from the office. I think that's a Michael. Anyway. <laughs> what if you were like, I can't wait to go speak to Michael. And you know what? You know what? Usually, like, I only speak to him once in a while. And, like, I avoid him because I don't want to speak to him. But you know what? I'm going to fucking... I'm going to go speak to him. I'm going to go out of my way to go speak to that person. And then, when I interact with this person, I'm going to feel the feelings that come up, that arise in my body during the interaction. And I'm going to stay as present as possible as I speak to this person. And I'm going to do my best to show love to this person. I'm going to do my best to accept this person. I'm going to do my best to not judge this person. They say that when you encounter someone who is particularly triggering to you, someone who just fucking rubs you the wrong way, that it can tell you something about yourself. But it's a lot easier for the ego to just say, man, fuck that person. Man, this fucking person. It's this person that's the problem. And just to hate this person. It's a lot easier for the ego to cast blame externally. It's a lot more confronting to the ego to think, why do I suppose that this person in particular I have a problem with? What, what is it about them? What trait or characteristic do they exhibit that I'm perhaps resisting within myself? Because if you resist a trait within yourself, you're not just resisting yourself, you're resisting this trait. And so when you see the trait in someone else, you will also resist it in them. And so, these people can be a tremendous source of growth for you because in accepting them particularly when they exhibit this trait that you dislike in them in being present with them in being present with the feelings 
that arise in your body when they display this trait and when they express themselves. Not only are you loving this person, not only are you accepting this person, but you are loving yourself, accepting yourself, healing yourself. Ultimately, what you want is to know at a cellular level that you're good enough. You want to know that you are good enough just the way you are. And you are good enough just the way you are, but maybe you just haven't recognized it yet because you judge certain parts of yourself as inadequate. You judge certain parts of yourself as repulsive. You judge certain parts of yourself as wrong or bad. But just because you believe at the moment that these parts of yourself are inadequate, repulsive, wrong or bad, doesn't mean that they are. Because you believe lots of things that aren't necessarily true. And it's possible to let go of beliefs too. Like Santa Claus. You used to believe in Santa, probably. And now you don't. And like, Santa Claus was very real to you when you were a child. And then now, you see that, of course, Santa Claus doesn't exist. It was just a figment of my imagination created by other people. And just like Santa Claus was very real to you as a child. And just like Santa Claus was an illusion created by other people. Perhaps there are other things in your life that are currently very real to you. But are also just an illusion that was created by other people. And perhaps one way that Santa Claus manifests itself within you is the idea of I'm not good enough because I don't do very well in school. I'm not good enough because I'm near the bottom of the class and these other kids are smarter than me. Or I'm not good enough because I'm overweight.
I'm not good enough because I've been single for years. Or I'm not good enough because I don't make very much money. Or I'm not good enough because my parents didn't really love me. Because my parents didn't spend time with me. Because my parents didn't appreciate me. Because my parents didn't honor me. What if all of those things were just illusions? What if actually you being good enough has nothing to do with any of those things? Maybe you being good enough has nothing to do with where you are in your class, with how good grades you get, or or with how how much you weigh, or with your relationship status with your current income or with the way that your parents used to treat you or, or currently treat you? What if you being good enough has nothing to do with any of those things? What if all of those things are just a Santa Claus that's, that you still believe in? But what if everyone else around you still believes in Santa Claus? And so you haven't yet grown out of the illusion of Santa Claus and your environment is confirming and reaffirming and perpetuating this illusion of Santa Claus. And so Santa Claus is very real to you still. And you think, of course I need to lose weight to be good enough. Of course I need to get better grades to be good enough. Because, because that's the way it is, right? Of course I need to be rich. Of course I need to make a lot of money to be good enough. What if you've been looking to society to tell you what the conditions are for your worth and what if society is just a little misguided what if society is actually wrong what if society doesn't know what those conditions are what if society is actually giving you conditions that don't exist what if society is telling you all about Santa Claus. What if you woke up and realized that you have always been good enough? And that you are good enough now, right now, without having to change anything about who you are, or what you have, or what you do. 
and that you always will be good enough. No matter who you are, or what you have, or what you do. What if being good enough was just like a constant, a given? Like, duh. <laughs> what if it were just fantastically obvious to you that you're just good enough the way you are? Just like everyone else. Not better, not worse, not more than, not less than. Just perfectly good enough. Just the way you are. What if you knew that at a cellular level? What would your life look like if you knew that? If you knew that? If you had no doubt in your mind? Like you didn't even question it. What would your life look like if you knew that you're good enough? What would you do differently? What, do you, what would you aim for in life? Would you aim for something different? Would you still do what you're doing now? Maybe you would, but maybe you wouldn't. Would you still be studying what you're studying now? Would you still have the same goals in life? Would you have the same habits? What would you do? If you already knew that you're good enough, so you didn't have to go out and prove it to the world, so that the world could then affirm it to you and you could finally accept it within yourself. What if you had already accepted it? <sighs> How freeing, huh? How liberating. Just... <sighs> no more pressure. No more pressure to prove to people that you, that you have value. No more pressure to, to impress people. No more pressure to get, to seek and, and attain people's validation because you, you validate yourself. Self-validated, baby. Self-validated. Self-certified. Boom. And another question. What would your life look like if you choose to hold on to the belief that you're not good enough? What, what would your life look like if you choose to hold on to the belief that your worth depends on something outside of you? What would your life look like if you choose to hold on to the belief that you must prove your worth and that you must build your worth, that you must go out and get your worth somehow? What would your life, 
what will happen, what will be the consequence of you choosing to hold on to that belief. Follow-up question. Is that what you want? So I started talking about other people and how these people that you have challenges with can can be beneficial to you. How you can benefit from interacting with people that perhaps you've been avoiding because of the uncomfortable feelings that you feel when interacting with them. And we circled well, we we connected it with self-love because ultimately the reason that these people can that interacting with these people can benefit you and doing your best to accept these people is that in loving them you'll love yourself And it's not necessarily easy, particularly at the beginning, because I suppose you need to reintegrate this trait of yours that you unconsciously recognize in them. And I suppose that's a process. And perhaps if you act in a loving manner towards them, you don't, need, you don't need to suck up to them, that's not what I'm saying. But just to, perhaps you've been a little hateful towards them, perhaps you've been resisting them a bit, perhaps you've been acting out of ego unconsciously. And perhaps if you started to not suck up to them, because in doing that, you're not helping anyone and you're dishonoring yourself. You're devaluing yourself if you do that. But simply to recognize, to see this person and to suspend judgment, to do your best to suspend judgment. And when, when these judgmental thoughts arise in your head, to recognize them, not to push them away, but to recognize them, because those thoughts that arise when interacting with these people that trigger you are probably very similar to the thoughts that you're experiencing, perhaps at an unconscious level, with regards to yourself, with regards to this trait of yours that that you've buried and when you bury a trait of yours when you suppress when you push away when you choose not to look at a trait of yours you are rejecting a part of yourself you're saying this part of me is not worthy this part of me is less than this part of me is not good enough 
So this is a process of reintegration of self-acceptance, of self-love. And self-love is not just about positive thinking and being like, I love myself, I love myself so much. It's not about that. Although positive thinking is great and saying kind words to yourself is great. But self-love is also choosing to recognize your dark side. Choosing to recognize that actually you do have certain traits that you may not particularly like and that it is confronting to the ego. The ego wants to believe that there is nothing that it that there is nothing in its personality that that it doesn't want it, the the ego wants to believe in its own perfection and it's confronting to the ego to recognize something that it doesn't like in itself so it requires courage this is a process that requires courage but they say that the treasure you seek is inside the cave that you most fear to enter. So, I would like to assert that even though it may be confronting, even though it may be scary to recognize certain parts of yourself, worth it.